this in. Televangelist Pat Robinson says that God told him President Trump will win the election and more than five years later, an asteroid will hit Earth and maybe bring about the end of the world. And speaking of 2020, Antonio Brown is back in the news. Yes, sir. Your man AB was not going to go down without a fucking fight. AB is only two weeks away from his eight-week-long suspension being completely served. So we could see AB back in a, what, Patriots uniform? What? Where is AB going to go? What do you guys think? So, um, obviously, there's a couple big, scary names highlighting AB, but I'm personally confused on this whole suspension. Um, how, how do you accumulate games if you're not on the roster of anybody? I think that's the most important thing in my my mind. Yeah, it doesn't make too much sense technically, but I mean, if, if I just wanted to, to take a guess, uh, some teams that make sense are the Colts. They've had no team emerge. They have salary cap. Obviously, his connection with Russell Wilson makes the Seahawks super dangerous. Uh, for biased reasons, I really hope that he don't go to the Ravens. The Ravens don't really have a wide receiver one. Um, they have nice receivers in Hollywood Brown and, and Mark Andrews, but they really don't have anyone that near has the skill set that Antonio Brown does. Yeah, um, I, I think you, you raised two ones that, that really pop out to me. Uh, I don't think the Colts works. I think they're too vanilla of an organization to handle uh, AB's heat. I really do. Um, I love the Ravens theory. I love the Seahawks theory. Here's why. Ravens, obviously, his cousin plays for them. Uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, I think that, weirdly enough, that might be a good situation for him. Um, and the Seahawks, man. The Seahawks are really good at handling big egos. Uh, you know, the Legion of Boom had a bunch of big egos. I think Pete Carroll's pretty good about handling that type of shit. Um, and just Russell Wilson, like, how could you ever get mad at Russell Wilson? The guy looks like he just wants to sell you a Bible. Um, I think that that's a really good situation for him. Obviously, I think the Chiefs are out of all these conversations because they have no fucking money. <laughs> they do. So, um, I mean, we, we saw San Francisco, you know, go out and, and try to grab Mohamed Sanu. They obviously, they have some talented pieces in Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. But again, they're missing that true wide receiver one. I think those other guys are more, you know, slant slash gimmick guys. So, um, I could see San Francisco uh, putting a claim into him. Yeah, that's a good point. I think San, I think San Francisco is a, should be getting ready to tuck it in, man. That They're really too injured to make that type of a financial splash going forward because I, I just don't see them physically competing for like a legitimate championship run. Um, I would love to see him in Baltimore. Um, when when um, Lamar Jackson can't hit him downfield, overthrows him, underthrows him, and watch him blow up a tantrum, I, I personally would love it. <clears throat> see, but I think he's actually perfect for guys like Lamar Jackson because he's not really like a great deep threat guy. He's more of a guy that's going to run a perfect slant route and is going to get open. He's good at getting separation on like 10-yard plays. He's good downfield too, don't get me wrong, but I think his specialty yeah. is more just being kind of like a – almost like a scrum guy. Um, yeah. I, I love the Ravens. I love Seattle. I think, man, if he goes to Seattle, it's fucking game over. If, if, you, have Ty, if you have Tyler Lockett and he's DK your... DK Metcalf. Yeah. Well, Ty, if you have Tyler Lockett and he's in your slot, like, Christ almighty. You have Metcalf, who... I've, I've heard some Megatron comparisons to Metcalf, which is fucking insane, by the way. Um, Metcalf is a really talented player, but 
it's fucking Russell Wilson that's making Metcalf, not the other way around. Yeah, he's he's no Mapletron. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it already. So uh, I, I want to ask you guys honestly, though, because while this is fun to talk about where AB can go and where he'll fit and where he won't fit, I still don't think he plays a single down this season. I, I still don't see it happening. Oh, I do. He will. It, well, it's definitely it's definitely a playoff contender, um, one million percent. So you both think it's going to happen? I can't wait to say I told you so. Oh, I don't man. think he passes the physical. I don't think he settles on money. I don't think I don't think any of the actual logistics work out. Baltimore Baltimore makes a lot of sense just to be like a big fuck you back, um, and obviously Seattle. But I don't know. We'll see. He, he's definitely going to be back this year. He's making. I, he's one hundred percent going to be back. I'm, I'm telling you, you're wrong about that. But um. He is making all the wrong moves. He's such a talented player. There's no way you can keep this guy out of the NFL. If, if he's eligible to play, he's going to play. Uh, NFL teams have already shown they'll bring on guys like Randy Gregory, guys that fucking you know beat their wives. He's cert- they're certainly going to bring in a guy that throws rocks at UPS guys, 100%. <laughs> um, but no, uh, he will be back in the NFL, but he's making all the wrong moves. Did you hear what he said about Nick Foles? No. I did not. So they, they it was rumored that the Bears were interested in him, and he... And he Went on Twitter and said, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to the Bears because of Nick Foles. Straight up, just goes. I'm not going to the Bears because of Nick Foles. You're an idiot, dude. You're so dumb. You're. It's you're, literally the definition of beggars can't be choosers, exactly. right? Like, He's go so, where the fuck you get back in the lead, man. That's, that's the mentality I went in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> but true. but 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 talking about like guys coming back. Uh, how about how about um, Irving again? Um, a unretired play play for the Cowboys, a Florida State guy, I believe. Uh, Cam Irving, the end. Yeah, he's coming back this year. Um, I was hoping he'd smoke a blunt on his. I'm coming back to the NFL like <laughs> his retirement. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, the fact that anybody is out of the NFL because of weed. Uh, you know, fucking Josh Gordon still serving that suspension because of weed. And if he got caught for the same thing right now, he would not serve a suspension. The fact that they didn't vacate that suspension is just so NFL. They're so ridiculous in their enforcements of punishments. And, and we talked about it a lot, you know, with the, the Tom Brady controversy with the deflated balls. Uh, we all thought he was guilty, but yet the evidence was clearly not there to actually convict him. So uh, their enforcement of their policy is just fucking ridiculous. Well, so, I mean, it'll be – I'm curious to see what they do with the Melvin Gordon situation, right? Because the Broncos have already come out and said, we're not suspending him. Like, mm-hmm. NFL – like they're literally like daring the NFL. Like I don't think you guys will do anything. We're not going to. So it'll be interesting to see, you know how they how they dole that out. Do you not think that last week was kind of his team suspension, quote unquote? They said he had an illness. Yeah, strep throat. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's what I, that's what I was feeling. Like, oh, magically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little too convenient for me. Um, to me, that was like, hey, Melvin, uh, you still hung over? Yeah, sit this one out, fucking champ. <laughs> On a Tuesday night, get the fuck out of here, you <laughs> Yeah, the, the, you, All the backlash that they would have got just by putting him in that day, oh, my gosh. Yeah, <clears throat> we talked about it last week, but, yeah, uh, NFL players, if you're a millionaire and you're getting DUIs, god damn. Just, what so is let, let's, let's talk about Tuesday nights. Uh, you know, we had, a, we had a Tuesday night football game, uh, you know, a week ago. Now, now we have no COVID games at all. You know, I'm looking pretty bad with my take that I, I said oh, seven go seven days ago, I was like, shut it down for a month, take a four-week delay, set up bubble precautions, and now that didn't age very well because we're going into week seven with no problems. 
Well, um, well we, we actually have we have some problems. Uh, Trent Brown just got positive test over in Oakland, and they actually quarantined their entire offensive line for uh, Las Vegas. Sorry, um, for this weekend, but they're they're quarantined, so it's it's still lingering. Um, there's still potential for us to our football season to get ruined. Um, but you're not to, you weren't totally off base, not as far as you've been with a lot of other uh, takes. Well, <laughs> you, you know what I think, and uh, again, you know, I, I tend to overreact. It's kind of my shtick. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you you saw early in the MLB season the Marlins, right? Almost fucked things up. You saw the Cardinals almost fuck things up. I think the NFL is just hitting a little bit of that rough patch, and now they're they're starting to figure it out. As they get more into the season, I do think we'll see less and less cases as as teams learn from each other, their selves and other teams. If you just started listening to us, uh, Brandon is if Stephen A. Smith had a baby with Max Kellerman and then um, (laughs) uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, First Take. uh, Shannon is sharp. They they all had a threesome and that would produce Brandon. The, oh, Orlovsky. He's got Mr. some Orlovsky in him for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, let's talk Tua, the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Um, a very bizarre announcement. I think it took a lot of people by surprise, and if it didn't, it should. Uh, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, was passing for 70% completion rate this year. Uh, he had won half of his games. That's Dude, that's the Ryan Fitzpatrick way. Half your games, that's even better than he normally does. But, um, yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, my theory is they, Miami is playing too good. Um, I don't think they were expecting Fitzpatrick to uh, be lighting it up, and lighting it up is exactly what he's done so far. Um, you know, Miami's got an outside shot, the, the outside shot at the playoffs, but that's not what you want to do when you're still um, teetering on your rebuild. I think you bring in the rookie. Um, obviously, health was the big concern. Um, you bring him in, lose some games, get a top get two, top five, two top ten picks, and get rolling in twenty twenty one. So first of all, I hate how it happened, right? You know, uh, Fitzpatrick had to hear through social media. Um, the the coaches already came out and blasted the reporters and and blasted his own organization and and apologizing. So that it was shitty how it all went down. Um, but I I sort of get it, right? Like. You know, I'm kind of with Marcus. Them going seven and nine, six and ten doesn't really do anything, right? With Fitzmagic uh, at quarterback, uh, they're on a bye week, so he'll have two weeks to to get first team reps. It sucks that his first game is Aaron Donald. Um, he's gonna get uh, he's gonna get thrown into the fire in that one. But I think it makes sense. It's, he's you know, uh, it's been been six weeks into the season. He gets a bye week and and he goes into it and they figure out what they got. I think it makes sense. Right. Yeah, so uh, with that in mind, we're actually going to bring our guest on this week. Uh, His name is Brett, and he runs Savage Football. Uh, I'm sorry, Savage Sports. Um, I've actually been talking to Brett since November, uh, but we're going to go ahead and bring him on right now. What's up, Brett? Oh, man. What's going on, man? Hey, sorry. I decided I I need to use this mouth that's here in the van, so I'm just going to sit here like this. It's all good, dude. How's it going, man? Oh man, busy, busy day, but you know, productive. So that's a good thing, right? Sure. Hell yeah, man. Well, busy dude, ain't a bad thing, right? You know? Well, welcome to the Sports Memory Podcast. Uh, obviously, dude, we've been talking for a really long time. Uh, yeah. We we launched our pages right around the same time. Uh, I guess what you, you started in November, right? November fifteenth. 
I don't know why I remember that date, but uh, I, I just knew for some reason it's coming up kind of soon. Do you remember the day you lost virginity as well? <laughs> Keep that one in the back pocket. I could actually throw a date out there that's uh, probably within two days. That's I, impressive I math, and awesome. I, I was a math major, so numbers just stick in my head. I know my credit card numbers by heart, all that stuff. Yeah, what, can you give that and your social security yep. number to me real quick? Mother's maiden well, name, let's, get, let's hear it, man. <laughs> well dude welcome to the podcast man uh we actually we were just uh, starting to talk some uh some nfl here but uh we want to talk obviously first about your page um so tell us a little bit about your page the name of it and uh what what your whole shtick is uh basically i i've been making memes for for a few years and you've seen them still shared to this day even i i saw one shared by some Cowboys fan, some Cowboys page that has all uh, oh, the Dave Chappelle where he's at Pop Copy and it says, "Why do I hate the Cowboys?" Because fuck them. That's why. <laughs> if you if you look on the counter to to his right, there you'll see Honey Badger two one zero on there. And uh, God, that I, I see that over and over. I made it years ago, and uh, you know, so there's just. You know, I just I see something funny. I just make a meme out of it. I mean, this is essentially it's like I used to go troll in Yahoo chat back in the day. I mean, I was not bought by any means, but people you just used to go in and piss people off just for just for fun. Because I don't understand why, I, you know, pardon me, but I don't understand why people are so sensitive and pissy about things all the time. I mean, we live in the United States. We've got fucking fresh water, clean air, air conditioning, almost everybody owns a car. I mean, you know, it, even kind of in the worst circumstances, you know, Americans have it pretty damn good compared to the rest of the world. And so people are just mad all the time. And I, I kind of, the moment say get off on it, but I just think it's funny that people get so upset over the most petty of things. No, I'm going to correct you so, there. I, I, I'm going to say you do get off on it. Um, I, I, I've, I, I've been following. Yeah, I probably do. No, you definitely not, do. Not the way most people think. No, I've, I've been following your page for a while, man. We we uh, we we definitely. I mean, we troll we troll all the time, but you oh, take yeah. it next level, dude. You you really are hilarious. So, yeah, what what's your uh, f- uh, savage football memes? Right, the group. Yeah. So, um, basically, you know, the XFL had come around. Um, I don't remember what date, but when the XFL made a return just a few days before their first games on that Saturday, I, I jumped on Facebook and I started looking around and said, is there an XFL means group at all? So I just started searching, nothing come up, you know? And so I said, well, I'm going to start an XFL means group, you know, maybe by the end of the season, be a thousand people in it. You know, it'd be fun to share some XFL memes and shit. I'm, I'm watching football football's on. I don't, I don't care. I like the AAF. I wish the commanders came back in San Antonio where I live. You know? so, I mean, if, it, if it's football, I'm watching. I don't care. Um, sports, for the most part, I'm watching. But anyways, um, I, I couldn't believe the page started growing. Um, I mean, that group uh, grew way faster than my page did. I mean, it just started um, skyrocketing. I, I can't say exactly after the first week if we re- if it reached a thousand, but it may have been around five hundred. Um, but there was it started growing just so unbelievably fast. I, I couldn't believe I could keep up with it. We had or it had thirteen hundred people join one day. So mm-hmm. I mean, where a lot of people you know are 
saying, oh, the XFL is a bust, blah, blah, blah. I mean, first of all, COVID happened. I mean, you know, and second, to me, that page growing, that group, by the time the it was done, which was what, just five weeks later, it had 26,000 people in there. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, not everybody was probably XFL fans. They just like memes, right. you know. But to me, that meant a testament that the XFL was was a lot more popular than maybe what, you know, my opinion is fools were suggesting. You know, right. people just talk, talk, talk without, you know, actually looking things up. So, yeah, man, that, thing, that, thing, that thing grew into a monster, um, and it is an aggressive group. Uh, you, you serve as a gatekeeper. <laughs> Um, but I'm a moderator in that group, so I see some of the posts that come through there, and holy shit, man! I can't even imagine what you decline. Uh, but dude, it's 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 hilarious, man. I I, I really do. Uh, we need we need that shit out there, dude. Like you said, people are too sensitive. Um, and uh, in our in our NFL, we own a, we have a, a group, and we were like, hey, man, no no Dak memes because we were getting all these all this flack when Dak got hurt, and then I I, I go over to Savage. Savage football memes and dude, it is nothing but Dak fucking memes for like five days straight. And dude, Brett is sitting there encouraging it all. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, the the thing is, you know, it's kind of those things. I, I okay, we'll just say I, I get off on triggering people. The thing is, Cowboys fans are really easy. I mean, I I've always hated Cowboys fans, anyways. And then I moved to Texas, you know, like fifteen years ago, and it's just even worse. I mean. Thankfully, I live in San Antonio, which is a military city, so it's actually quite diverse with regards to fans. But, I mean, you know, Cowboys probably are the majority of fans here, along with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Steelers, Steelers have a massive following. So, But um, you're a Chiefs fan. But, uh, yeah, I, I just – I made – you know, I made – first when it happened, I made uh, an announcement that said something like uh, – it said – uh, bless or prayers for Dak on that injury, but still fuck the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. really serious about that. Fuck the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, if their fans didn't go around every year, this is our year, and, you know, all this dumb shit, I just, I wouldn't care. But I mean, that's why the world makes fun of them, anyways. We're America's teams. Like, you guys are fucking losers. America ain't losers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, so, but, because people were getting so pissed off over the Dak memes and kept saying too soon. Right. When people say shit like that. I'm just like, okay, fine. Fuck you. I'm going to make more. And then I'm going to make more. <laughs> and, you know, like there's some lady that's on Savage Sports memes that was complaining about the, the Baker Mayfield memes that I made the other day. She came on today, days later, after I stopped making Baker Mayfield memes. And so I made one saying that uh, – the, the Browns put him on the trade block and everybody, including the Jets, said no, so we're fucking stuck with him. You know, something like that. It, it, it wasn't a very good meme, but I put, put it on there just because she was still triggered days later and then she still came on and commented and I'm like, you're pissed off. I made a meme that you basically asked for. I mean, see, what's, what's wrong with people? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Overly sensitive, 100%. Um, yeah, dude, you're, uh, you, you, you will make, you're, you're one of those people that you'll make a meme that takes one stance, and then your very next meme will be taking the exact opposite stance. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's really funny because the people will miss that one meme Yep. and just get triggered on this meme, and then I'll post something five minutes later that's the exact opposite, 
and they'll get so mad and they'll be like, I'll call them liberal, I'll call them conservative and stuff. And it's just like, no, I'm just here to piss you off. There's no <laughs> sides here. I'm a Chiefs fan. Jump on there. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're going to see plenty of Chiefs praising. Why not? They win. I mean, it's hard to hate on. It's hard to make, you know, anti-Chiefs means because they win. Believe me, I had some really good ones prepared after the, like the Titans lost last year. I had great ones made, ready, that never saw the light of day because the Chiefs didn't lose for the rest of the season. You know, they won outright all the way to the Super Bowl. Right. So, you know, I didn't get them. But, I mean, you've seen – you've probably seen the ones where I make fun of uh, Mahomes and Brittany, like where Patrick Mahomes is doing the da- uh, uh, the Drake meme where he's doing the, you know, this one and or whatever. <laughs> and I put, give my give – my, uh, give Brittany a ring. It's like, no. Give my coaches and teammates a ring. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know like, I love Brittany. I think she's a bad bitch, man. Seriously, I love her. Um, I've got a friend who graduated with Patrick's maternal mother, so I get to see some things um, that most people don't get to see and have access to. Um, if if you look, there was one photo uh, of them in high school. Where it looked like she must have been washing his armpit or something. Um, that, that was only a, that was only a portion of it, but a friend of mine sent that to me and he says, I bet you could do something with this. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I could kind of make fun of it while praising the praising a little bit, you know, and, and right. I was really surprised that became the most popular thing I'd ever stuck out on Instagram. Hey sure. Brett, did you hear Antonio Brown sign with the chiefs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that the moment that ESPN did, I was like, all right, he signed with the chiefs, well, two memes out, done. Dude, I love that. I went to your page and I, when I when uh, Drew told me we were interviewing today, I was like, I'll check his stuff out. And then I saw that, and that's that's some of the most fun stuff I love that we do is just to fucking put out fake news and everyone. Yeah, well, the amount of people that believe it are so fucking stupid. Right, like well, literally, yeah. pick up your phone, idiots. Well, dude, so yeah, Brett, it's, it's you gotta you, you gotta tell the story. But uh, so he Brett trolled so hard that he actually got an inbox one day. Uh, from a pretty prominent person. In fact, the daughter of the Hunt uh, Empire, obviously, which runs uh, the Chiefs, who told him basically to stop putting out fake Chiefs tweets. Uh, so you want to tell us about that? Yeah, that was that was crazy, man. Yeah, for some reason, I, I can't think of her name right now, but it's like uh, Katrina Hunt or something like that. That's, that's not it's it. It's definitely um, Kay Hunt, huh? It's, it's, it's Lamar Hunt's wife. Right. Okay. So you see Black Adam Scheffler constantly getting off on their daughter. It's it's the mother of that girl. It, oh, know, it's a, okay. Adam I thought it was a daughter for some reason. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it was her mother. She, Dude, seriously, she looks like she'd be a supermodel at 20 years old. I mean, they're, they're just beautiful women. Right. Anyways, I, I couldn't believe it. I... I got a message. I, I make fake tweets just like um, Odin does. And, of course, they're, they're just all satire, entertainment, whatever. You know, none of it's meant to be taken seriously. I, I can't remember what exactly I put out there, but I, I you know, kept one on there for Honey Badger, um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and, of course, the Chiefs organization. And I don't remember exactly what I, what I fake tweeted. Um, it might have been something to do with, uh, I think it might have been a Trump one where I had 
Trump saying something. And, but anyways, um, I, I got a message from the owner's wife of the Chiefs on Instagram. I saw the name and I knew it immediately <laughs> who it was. I just looked it up. Norma it, Hunt. Norma Hunt. Norma? No, I don't think so. No? Anyways, <laughs> Lamar Hunt's wife. Okay. I And I knew exactly who it was. I read it. It showed up in my spam, so it gave me an opportunity to actually read it and ponder it for a few days going, man, these guys can break me, literally, if they wanted to. They're billionaires. Right. You know, I'm like over a meme, and I was kind of like, how do I handle that? You know, so I, I took some screenshots of that and I sent it to a few of the big guys out there. Like I, I sent it to Odin. Odin gave me the greatest advice in the world. So I appreciate that. Um, I sent it to like ghetto Gronk. Who's got like what? 350,000 followers. Yeah, I man. Said, he's you ever killing had anything it. He's like killing this happen? It. And he's like, wow, dude. No, I haven't. That's crazy. Let me know what happens. <laughs> so I sent, it, I sent it to some people, you know, some, some big people. And I thought, these guys ran into this shit before. You know? what, nope. Was it was it Tavia Hunt? Tavia. Yeah, so Tavia isn't uh, Lamar Hunt's wife. That is uh, Lamar Hunt's daughter-in-law. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, 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 yeah, and it, apparently that's what she does. She she lashed out to Mike Florio. She, she seems to be uh, kind of the Karen of yeah. the Hunts. <laughs> No, when you said it wasn't Norma, oh. I'm like, well, you would know if it was Norma. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, I would. Okay, yes, Tavia. Still a billionaire, um, though. I mean, yeah, but, it's crazy how, how know, much you ruffled her feathers. Yeah, well, she, she sent me a message, and, and, you know, she wasn't she wasn't mean by any means. She was she was stirred about what she wanted, you know, that she just wanted us, wanted me to leave the the – fake tweets alone regarding Chiefs organization and Chiefs players. Right. And I was like, man, it sucks. It's my team. You know, it's kind of like this. To me, that made some of the most fun ones because those are my guys. And, I, you know, and I'm kind of like, well, all right, let me think about this for a few days. I'll come back and respond. And, you know, I asked Odin. Odin gave me some really good advice. I, I started changing up some information on my pages and so forth. And, you know, because really none of it was meant to be taken seriously. I've said that forever. So I, I basically just replied back to her and I said I <clears throat> something to the effect of I appreciate you um, reaching out to me. And I understand that you would like this page shut down uh, if I continue with something like this. But so I'm not sure if you have looked around, but there are literally hundreds of other pages doing this same thing. Yep. I'm not sure if you want to really spend your time and energy doing something like this right but you know i'm a chiefs fan i was born in kansas city i said i'm actually really honored that you found my page i was very serious about this you know? <laughs> i'm actually quite honored like wow the huts noticed me that's cool you know so <laughs> so i just said because it's you asking i will refrain from from doing so with the with the chiefs right now um, that didn't last too long, man. That didn't last too long. <laughs> well, no, it did. I have not done any fake tweets with the Chiefs organization on it or Patrick Mahomes. Now, I did make a fake Honey Badger one. It's still got his picture on it, but it literally says the words Honey Badger as opposed to Tyron Matthew. And I changed the username. Right. So 
it, it still fools. It's good enough to fool people that they don't pay enough attention to. I mean, you've seen the fake, the fake names. I put one out there the other day called Adam Shetfer. I just I jumped in the app, changed his name real quick in the username real quick, put a tweet out there that came to be true three hours later. Which one? I don't remember. You make so much bullshit you can't even keep up with it. Yeah, I know. I make so much I admire that, man. I'm driving down the road and I'm like, oh, God, that's going to be funny as fuck. And like text it to myself real quick and I just make it, you know, later. Brett is the king of the volume of just, oh, my gosh. I've never seen a troll so dedicated. We aspire to your trollism because you really rub people the wrong way. I've seen your comment section. It's lit. I mean, our, our comment section gets lit, but, man, your comment section gets lit. They, <laughs> really, really angers some people. I like it. I like it a lot. It's funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's, it, it's, it's just funny, and it's it's pretty cool, too, because there's a few people that follow. There's a few top fans on the page that they they see everything, and they know everything that's going on. And, right. Um, you know, I was I was notorious in uh, in some Chiefs groups for doing this, and now, as you can tell, getting notorious in, in national football means because instead of sharing as savage sports, I'm taking my memes and sharing them as myself in there. Right. And man, they're getting really pissed off of there. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> he has no life. He hangs out in his mom's basement. Blah blah blah. Right. Dude, that that's always in Texas. We don't have basements. We have aquifers under the house. Yeah, dude. That, that's always what they fucking say. Live in your mom's basement. That's the go-to rip for any meme page. Yeah. As if you're not following the meme page and probably trying to make shitty memes yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's always guys like that that just make shitty memes. You're like, oh, man, you spend all your time making... It's like, no, dude, I don't spend all my time making memes. I make memes when I'm taking a shit and I do it in between <laughs> fucking, you know, breaks at work. Like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Like, I, I get home at night and I'm watching, you know, uh, I'll watch the World Series tonight. You know, I might just... I might just sit there and be like, hmm, you know what? This would be funny. I'll just make it. You know, and there's and there's a million templates that, that you know, the Bizarre app that I use on the on the iPhone is, it is so simple. The templates are set. The Pornhub memes are set. All I have to do is literally change the background image, change the text, save, cut, and it's done. They What's that app called? What's that app called? Stuff. Huh? What's that app called? Bizarre. Bizarre. B-A-Z. Double A R T. Okay. The templates are just saved, and you know, some wrong, some of these templates, I I have to do a little bit of editing, like in uh, Corel Paint Shop Pro on my laptop, and then I move them over. Right. But I'll set it with the transparent background, and then I can you know type the text in there, and and this app is cool too because um, uh, like the the fonts that you would like to be able to use from your laptop on but use on your phone, it will take the OTF file. And you could put it in there. So, like, I've got the Chiefs font on there. I've got the Cowboys font on there. I don't have to move it to get the correct fonts if I want to make a, you know, a fake Cowboys logo or whatever. Like, the other day I made uh, the Cowboys, the Dallas Crickets, because they are fucking quiet as hell on social media right now. You know? (laughs) So, I didn't actually have to move over and change the font. I downloaded the font, stuck it on my phone, and, you know, was able to do it like that. So Sure. Nice. I just, I'm going to give that one a look-see. I was trying to sign sign into it, but I forgot my uh, my Apple ID password was, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's First world problems. $50. It's worth the $50 for, per year. And, it, and it's got this cool, it's got this really cool um, background eraser built into it called Magic. It's like, if you take, if you want to make a Colin Kaepernick photo, 
you can just, but you want to change the background or whatever and just have him doing something. Right. You just, you open up the photo, you press magic and it gets rid of all the fucking background and it makes it, makes it a transparent background. So you can just take that, save it and then put it on wherever the hell you want. It's, oh, yeah, it's the app is so easy. I, I used to do so much work on my, on my, uh, laptop just you know i don't know half half a year ago and now it's just like oh my god i the, just this this app alone is pretty pretty amazing so you know while people are like oh my god you spent all day making these like no that took like fucking a minute to make <laughs> the template the template was already set right literally at a red light <clears throat> All right, man. Well, uh, dude, we gotta get you. We're gonna get you back on the podcast, but uh, you're breaking up a little bit because you're you're doing it from your car. <laughs> so we'll uh, we're, we're, we'll bring you back on another time. Uh, we need to get you back on when you when you get a microphone and stuff. But uh... <laughs> there, that gets a little more direct line of sight to you. <laughs> no, we're to not. We're not recording this. This is the actual podcast. So, but uh, dude, we're gonna let you go now. But um, next time we bring you on, let's bring you on on your laptop and in a, a, a microphone because you you were breaking up just a little bit. I think the connection was a little bit sketchy. But uh, yeah. yeah, but dude, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Sure. By the way, um, uh, you guys were talking about spreads. Uh, hi. One of the one of the things to look at that I think that's a good pickup for this or a, a good bet for this week is um, the Falcons in the first quarter. What is it? Okay. Look, what is it? Just, just take a look. They score, I believe, on forty-eight percent of their first drives, and uh, the Lions allow a score on like forty-two percent of the opponent's first drives. Dude, so um, we just started a uh, a Vegas show on Sunday mornings. Uh, dude, you you should you should come on that show sometime because uh, Brett's an avid gambler as well. So uh, dude, love we, that you're talking to two. Yeah, you're looking at two the, of the biggest degenerates right here. Yep, these guys. Well, here's. These two guys right here, Marcus and Brandon, they're also degenerates. Uh, I, I, I I gamble a little bit, but not as much as these guys. So we need to bring you on that show for sure. Uh, follow me on free MMA picks on Twitter. Okay. I, I post every single bet that I make on mixed martial arts and Major League Baseball on there. I, I'm not so great at many of the other sports, but uh, uh, baseball this season I was hitting it something like i don't know 62 percent. i've got the Solid. record up oh, yeah. there i haven't been very great this postseason but i did say the rays are gonna win it all dude hell yeah are you are you mma chicken dinner is that you no free mma picks picks okay i had bets <laughs> MMA <Sorry>. chicken dinner. <laughs> all right brett talk to you That's soon buddy funny. thanks for coming on man all right um by the way i think justin gate justin gaethje is worth a bet this week against khabib Oh, okay. Awesome. Plus two fifty. I am going to bet him. I, I'm not sure if he's going to win, but Khabib's only hope is to take him down and hold him down. Nobody has ever done that to to Justin Gaethje in his yeah. life. I see it at plus two eighty five. I mean, that's definitely worth laying some money down. Two eighty five is pretty nice payout. I mean, it, Khabib can get hit. We've seen him get hurt. He absolutely will not beat Gaethje on the feet. Gaethje will leg kick him to death, hit him hard with every single shot. And he he definitely has a knockout shot at, at, at winning. I don't see how Khabib's going to be able to hold him down as good as he is. 
Yeah, I'll sure. definitely be checking that out if I'm still alive after the IU Penn State game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, Have a good, good chat, one. Man. All right. Bye. All right, guys, so that was uh, Mr. Brett Fritz, uh, who runs, obviously, Savage Sports. Um, always love talking to fellow creators. Uh, it's a hustle, man, and we got started around the same time. Uh, I've been talking with Brett pretty much every week since we both got started. He's funny. Yeah, dude, he's, he, he, he's a character, man. That guy is a relentless troll. It's, it's, fucking, it's really funny to see. Uh, but another, another good thing, and I, I wanted to say this to him while he was on, we're definitely going to bring him back on when he's got a better setup because he was doing that from his car. Um, but uh, he is a really good sport about things. I will say that I've ripped him a few times. Uh, people on his page rip him all the time, and he's a he's a fucking he's a class act in, as in terms of just taking it. Uh, but what were we talking about, Tua? <laughs> yeah, we were talking to Tua, but you know, but before he went off, I was I was going to be curious on his take on Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs. Um, yeah. What what role do you think he he ends up having? Because Ceh looked impressive Monday. His, night. his role is a light of fire under that kid's ass. Yes, yeah, um, Ceh. I mean, he's the second leading rusher in the league. Yeah. They, so I mean, uh, how many snaps do you think? Do you think Le'Veon gets double digit snaps? Uh, it's it's really hard to tell. Um, I think you have to leave the rookie in. I think it's just specialty packages, um, wildcat packages, dual running back packages. Um, um, just more trickery, but you have to keep. I think I think he ends up again. So I was kind of looking at snap counts and and formations that the Chiefs run. I see him more as that like fourth or fifth wide receiver, like you know, kind of that you know the the second slot guy. I think that's really where you know he can kind of be like an H back tight end type. I, I think you see him line up more there than a as a traditional running back. Um, because I, I think the system that the Chiefs are running now uh, is obviously working. Um, so I, I'll be really curious to see how, how the Le'Veon experiment uh, works out in KC. I don't think it's, it's an gonna, insurance policy. I don't think it's an experiment at all. I think he's going to be really good for Kansas City. Uh, but I also think CEH is going to be really uh, impressive as well. I think what the Chiefs are doing with this move is they're determined to pound the rock. Um, we've seen some weak spots with Patrick Mahomes. Let's face it. Um, he lost to the Raiders. That's really a fucking really bad loss. Um, obviously they look good this week, but I can see them operating this run game kind of like how Cleveland does it, where you see both these guys be really productive from a fantasy fantasy perspective. So, um, I kind of like it. I, I, I dig it. I, I, I love teams that just take swipes at massive talents. If they don't, if this doesn't pan out for them, $1.3 million down the drain. Who the fuck cares? I mean, yeah, exactly. they're paying him basically league minimum for running backs. It's it's a it's a win-win situation for them as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, you have to be versatile. Uh, we, we've seen teams that only air it out, just get stuffed in the playoffs or just run it. You have to be able to dominate at both, and it just gives you another option. Yep. And let's face it, um, if the if you know if Ceh goes down, uh, they don't have Damian Williams obviously this year. Um, Darrell Williams is is terrible, so you, you're missing a lot if, if one of those guys goes down. Depth in the NFL, especially this year, is so fucking important. Um, yep. Number one, I would say at the quarterback position. Weirdly enough, uh, so some teams are really set up there, but yeah, it's it depth is more important this year than any other year. Let's talk about some trade rumors. 
Uh, Julio Jones has been a, a hot mention. Uh, AJ Green, obviously, also a really hot mention. Um, what do you guys think? Do you, are, are there any? Uh, is there any fire behind these rumors? The only one I could possibly see ha- happening would be Julio. I don't think anyone wants to trade for um, for AJ. He still has a pretty big contract, and he's been hurt for what the last seven years. Right. Um, I, I don't see. I really don't see Atlanta making that move. Just you know, hopefully at like a like a loyalty loyalty thing, loyalty thing because Julio's been he's been a, a like a pro, like a perfect pro since he's been there, dominating on and off the field. Um, but if if it's going to be any of those two, it's going to be Julio. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Marcus on there. I, there's not a market for AJ Green. Um, I think they they try to get something for him and then they cut him. I don't know what his cap situation is but this is his last year in cincinnati they're they're gonna try to get some takers but i don't think that goes anywhere um earlier in the pod we were we were discussing antonio brown and and i mentioned that i don't think it happens um i think i think julio does happen i think uh we were talking about it before i think he's in a crowded wide receiver room right now uh and you know the he's at his prime and atlanta is going nowhere so i i definitely think he he gets traded. My question to you, uh, Drew, is what's the price on Julio? Do you think think someone would dangle a first? Is he a is he a couple seconds and a third? What what is the price tag for Julio Jones right now? Um, I don't think he's worth a first just because of his age. Um, Correct. When you talk about guys like DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, you literally traded DeAndre Hopkins at his absolute prime at twenty eight years old. Uh, Julio Jones is thirty two. So historically, 32-year-old wide receivers can be still very, very productive, especially with Julio's style. Uh, He's a very fast wide receiver, but he's not reliant on his speed. Um, He's a great route runner with really, really good hands. Uh, Julio Jones is actually probably the most underrated wide receiver of our generation, in my opinion. Um, I think he's kind of been, you know, just kind of covered up at this really productive uh, Falcons wide receiver core as if he hasn't been a huge, uh, you know, contributing factor to why the Falcons have been so good on offense for so long. Um, I think he kind of gets buried when you talk about the best wide receivers in the league. I think he's still there. He definitely performed last week against the Vikings, um, and I don't think that ends now. Uh, I think a team like Seattle could benefit greatly from him. Um, I think even a team like the Titans, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the Titans, obviously they're undefeated, but you just – you're not quite ready to buy in on the Titans, right? They need something. They need just a little bit of something. I think a guy like Julio Jones on the Titans could really benefit that team like crazy. Um, so I, I, I think I think Philadelphia makes a ton of sense to, uh, you know, they're, they're a team a little bit in win it now mode. They have the thinnest, uh, they have the thinnest wide receiver room in the league. And it's crazy at one and five. They could still win the division. Yep. So just a few you know, wins. So uh, yeah, I, I and my wish not wish list, but uh, my target list for Julio Jones. I have Philly one. I think Chicago makes a lot of sense with them. Uh, and then again, I'm I'm going to bring up Indy again. I live here in Indianapolis for those that uh, those that don't listen. So I listen to ESPN Indy uh, quite a bit, and and they were all over going after. Uh, and getting a wide receiver because their wide receivers don't produce and they're not healthy. So I, I got Philly, Chicago, Indy in that order as my kind of Julio Jones watch list. 
You, okay. you need someone who can throw the ball there. Um, and by the way, AJ Green's on 18 million, fully guaranteed yep. this year. So he, no one wants him. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah, it's that's a fuck. That's right. Cincinnati for you. All right, guys, let's dig right in these NFL games. Uh, it's about that time. So, dude, uh, looking at these games, uh, not quite as good as last week. Uh, last week we saw a spread of games that were all within three points. Um, as it turned out. There were a lot of weird blowouts last week, uh, but there were also some great games. God, that Eagles-Baltimore game was amazing last week. Um, looking at this spread, what jumps out of you? Oh, there's an obvious one, right? Yeah, let's hear uh, it. A, a, a certain one-in-five team uh, being a favorite at home. Dallas at Washington. What a trash game from a 30,000-foot view. But if you actually look at it, this has huge playoff ramifications going into week seven. It's it's wild. Yeah, it has huge 2021 draft implications as well. Yep. So a cu- couple things that pop out to me about this game. Number one, Washington is favored. Holy fuck. A team that doesn't even have a name is favored against everybody's darling Super Bowl pick going into this season. If that's not a headline story, I don't know what is. Uh, obviously, they're at home, but at home without any fans like I don't I think it's a little bit crazy um that Cardinals loss was brutal but to me I see a couple different things here over under 46 hammer the over there I think hammer that over like crazy um I think this will be a weirdly high scoring game Um, Washington announced who they're starting at quarterback is it going to be Smith or Allen it's Allen if he's healthy so Allen yeah, I, I think okay. I think they're better off with Allen for obvious reasons. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love the over on this game. Uh, another guy I love in this game from a fantasy perspective, J.D. McKenzie. Dude, uh, sneaky good in Washington. It looks like he's actually the starting Washington running back, which if you, if you saw that coming in this year with all the guys that they had going into training camp, Adrian Peterson, um, you know, uh, What's his name from LSU? Uh, they had this barrage of, of, of good running backs, and it looks like McKenzie is actually getting the most touches out of any of these guys. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of interesting... Uh, if we want to look at fantasy implications, I think Terry McLaren eats against that oh, uh, against that Dallas secondary. Um, I'm, I'm looking real quick to see how many points he's projected. I would guess mid to high teens, I'd take the over. Like he might, you know, if we're, I, I don't play daily fantasy football, but I, I can't imagine he's going to cost that much. I think that's a huge play this week. Terry McLaren for Washington. Well, I'd actually just signed Dontrell Inman. He's going to be my, uh, my secret weapon this week. My first <laughs> touchdown guy for you. Yeah. We'll talk about more about that on Sunday, but um, man, I, I think this is a bad matchup for Dallas. You know, Dallas needs to run to get things going. You know, they need to set up the play action. They need to not allow Andy to be under so much pressure. And I, I said it before this season. I haven't really talked about it much this season, but Washington has a great front seven. They have a good defensive line. They have good linebacker pieces. I don't think I don't think Zeke gets going, and I think Washington wins this, even though they probably don't want to. Just made me think of a good meme idea for Zeke coming up later tonight. Maybe maybe <laughs> in the morning. Um, how about the Steelers are going to have three straight the like, game of the week? So obviously with Cleveland last week, uh, you have I don't know what else would be game of the week other than Pittsburgh Titans this week, and we yeah. have Baltimore at Baltimore next week, man. Um, 
Gosh, so, I'm, I'm, I, I got to look it up. What's that immovable force against an unmovable object or however that saying goes? It's it's Derrick Henry against the Steelers' rush defense. Uh, say what you want about the Steelers' ability to rush the quarterback or create turnovers. Their bread and butter is stopping the run. It is. And the, the Tennessee sets up their pass with the run. That, that's why I think Tannehill has become so great because, you know, he, he's, he's – Really, you know, really been able to work that play action. So it, it's gonna, it's strength for strength. I think this is, this isn't gonna be an amazing game. And Marcus and I had a great, great vibe about how Cleveland's gonna go. I'll admit, I have no fucking clue how this is gonna go on Sunday. So I actually have to disagree with uh, the way Tennessee runs things. If you actually look at Ryan Tannehill, his production comes uh, a lot in the first half. Um, this, this past week, he had multiple touchdowns in the first half, and then he kind of died off in the second half. Derrick Henry really starts to get going in the second half when the defense starts to wear down, and he's just one of these guys that, you know, he's a little bit ineffective in the first half. The defense starts to get tired, and once the defense gets tired, man, you cannot bring this guy down. Um, I think it's really interesting that Tennessee is favored in this game. Really, really interesting. That That's giving a lot of love to Tennessee. Um, the, the lines moved like a little bit. Like it's went to a half. It's went to a half, or it's went one Pittsburgh, one Tennessee, one Pittsburgh, one Tennessee. I wouldn't be surprised if you know. I mean, they'll never do a pick'em game, but um, yeah, this. It, I like. I have ten- no idea. I like Pittsburgh money line on this. Um, in fact, I like a. There's there's a three team parlay that really jumps out at me this week, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. Uh, give me. Pittsburgh, and these are three dogs. Uh, give me Pittsburgh, give me Dallas, and give me San Francisco. Um, Three-team parlay, those are three dogs that you can play all money line bets. Um, I, I like that three-team parlay. Obviously, New England, you know, you, you think that they're going to bounce back at home, but I don't know, man. San Francisco, so let's just get to that game. What do you guys think of that? Uh, New England being favored by one and a half points because they're at home, but... I mean, San Francisco has been grinding out some some crazy wins. They still got a really good defense. What do you guys think about that game? I straight up fuck that game. I'm not even gonna watch it. Yeah. Both of those teams, both of those teams, like turned a perfect weekend into like a. I started binge drinking Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> um, New England, okay, give me win. I took them for my uh, uh, eliminator pick. Bam, suck it. Um, and then I need the Rams to beat the Niners to uh, really solidify a great weekend. And the Niners just fucking rolled them. Um, thank God for the Steelers last week. But um, th- this this game is good. This is going to be 38 points tops yeah. for an ugly under game. Yep. It is I think it's an ugly game too. But what is Bill Belichick good at? Exploiting weaknesses. And I think San Francisco has a lot of weaknesses. One of their own, none of their own fault, uh, the injuries. But again, I think Jimmy G is is an issue. The lack of wide receivers is an issue. Um, I, I think Bill, this is kind of your classic Bill Belichick, just outsmarting teams. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I, I would take New England, but not confident about it. I'd stay away from it on a gambling perspective. See, I, I really liked what I saw at San Francisco last week. Um, I think that, Absolutely. you know, I, I really do think that they're kind of getting back into form. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm really impressed with Kyle Shanahan this year. 
Has any team? So, but, but Drew, but Drew, it, it hasn't been consistent. You know, I mean, they they, they looked like shit week one against Dude, the Cardinals, and then they put it together so, against so, two bad so teams, what's, what's and just, then the Eagles and Dolphins happened. Let's just so, like, recap. What are, what are, what's just, well, let's just recap what has happened to San Francisco this year. They lost their best defender, like week three, uh, in Nick Bosa. Then they lose. Pretty much they're starting running back every week for the next four weeks. <laughs> Mostert comes out and is a stud, gets hurt. Uh, Tevin Coleman gets hurt. Uh, Mostert comes back, gets hurt immediately again. Um, Jarek McKinnon, like, they, they have been shuffling guys in and out. They've been starting fucking, uh, what's his name, uh, Nick Nick Mullins? Yeah. Yeah, Nick, Nick Mullins. Nick yeah. Mullins have been starting Nick Mullins. So they, they, they've been winning games, good games, by the way. It's not an easy victory to beat the Rams. It is not an easy victory to beat the Rams. Um I I think that San Francisco showed some moxie last week. I really like this team. I think the NFC West is far and away the best division in all of the NFL. I think it's not even close, really. I agree. Um, if San Francisco is the worst team in that division, then holy shit, that division's good. Uh, but here's a here's a good exercise for you. Ready for this one? Yeah. If I, if I told you it was this week in the NFL season that the third place team in the AFC East would be playing the last place team in the NFC West, what teams do you think they'd be? Because yeah. it wouldn't be the Niners in New England. Nope. How disgusting is that? So weird. So crazy. Yeah. What 2020. A, yeah. What a change. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the Niners are going to be this year for me. The uh, like last year was the Bears, just like that one team you can't pin down, can't figure them out it, like week in and week out. Um, I'm just going to probably not bet them for the rest of the year. Yeah, I or against so, them. Well, I I I got New England. Drew has uh, San Francisco. Got break this tiebreaker, Marcus. Who do you got? It's going to be a tie on a missed field goal. 18-18. New England just lost to fucking the Broncos. The Broncos, guys. The Broncos. The, don't overreact to one game. I, I have mean, to the, overreact I, I to that over, game. That I is... think you're overreacting to how well San Francisco played, and you're overreacting how much uh, New England played. Um, I, I think it's. I think somewhere in the middle is, is where that is, and New England is just a better team. The Broncos suck. They're a really bad team. They're a really, really bad team. That is a really bad loss. But anyways, yeah. well, speaking of really bad teams, Atlanta is favored by two and a half points this week against Detroit. Um, obviously, they beat the lowly Vikings last week. Uh, and, dude, we've seen it. Houston almost won, you know, two in a row. Uh, they dropped a heartbreaker last week against Tennessee. Um, these teams that are doing away with these coaches that should have been done away with for years ago, and I'm obviously talking about Dan Quinn right now with the Falcons, uh, they look like a new team with Raheem Morris. Uh, is is Atlanta a team to be feared, or is the, are the Vikings just terrible? See, I've, I've always been big on Atlanta. Like They are an insanely talented team offensively. They, always, they seem to always get hurt on defense, but they've got some freaking playmakers over there. Um, I think it might be a little bit too late for them to make any um, like any serious noise um, as far as the playoffs are concerned. But I, I'm, I still don't hate the Vikings. But I I, I now yeah, one game one win. I don't see uh, Atlanta even competing for uh, Trevor Lawrence now. Yeah, I mean this game is just weird, right? I mean uh, Matt Patricia is, is a coach that his his name's got to be starting to get high on that hot seat. He just doesn't have things going. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to Detroit because they're coming off a 
Um, I, actually, they're not coming off a bye. I don't know why I'm taking Detroit. Um, I just, I just, <laughs> I, 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 can't get behind, I can't get behind Atlanta. Uh, I think, I think you see the same thing with Atlanta that you saw with Houston. You know, they, they, Houston came out and won their first game, kind of rallied behind not having a coach. Uh, and then, and then they lost in dramatic fashion. Uh, I think Atlanta loses in, uh, in dramatic fashion in this game, maybe on a field goal. 48, 45 Detroit. Yeah, there we go. I'm starting both quarterbacks. I was actually a big Matt Patricia fan when he first came to Detroit, but he has panned out like every other splash in the pan in Detroit, man. There is something just cursed about that franchise. Um, I loved him his first year because he beat a really good Patriots team. Uh, They are just scrapping by. Their best win this year is against Arizona, which is a great win. Uh, But give me Atlanta, dude. Atlanta's got some fire in them right now. Their defense, right. their defense still sucks balls, but man, that offense is talented as hell. I love what I see out of Gurley. Uh, that wide receiving core is ridiculous, um, and I think that they've just kind of opened it up a little bit. You see Julio Jones all of a sudden scoring touchdowns. He scored as many touchdowns last week as he scored just two years ago in the entire season. So I really think this offense is going to be opened up a little bit more. I think Dan Quinn was such a fucking dud. If that guy ever is a head coach in this league again, uh, the NFL should be ashamed of themselves because that guy is horrible. And like I've said a million times, I go to Atlanta all the time. They love this guy for some reason. It's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> Can we talk just real quick? I don't want to talk a lot about it, but you, know, yeah. you were talking about parlays. You're talking about um, home dogs. I'll, in the Battle of Ohio... I like Cincinnati uh, to upset Cleveland. Cleveland is banged up. They're having an identity crisis. They're coming off a del- just an absolute ass beating at hands of a rival. Um, and, you know, I, I got the local game. I got Indy uh, versus, versus Cincinnati last week. And Cincinnati jumped out to a 21-point lead. They, they, were, they were cruising there for a little bit. So I could see Cincinnati getting up big and Cleveland just not able to to claw back. So that is like kind of home dog uh, upset pick uh, is Cincinnati over Cleveland. Do you guys got any any thoughts or any cares about Battle of Ohio? Nope. <laughs> but but what I do care about, um, I was just looking at the slate and I I don't know if you guys paid enough attention to it, but I was pissed off last week when we had like eleven games at one o'clock and then two four o'clock games. Um, if anyone's not excited to watch Seattle at Arizona at four o'clock, uh, you're gotta be kidding me. Like that is, that's the, that's gotta be the game two to watch. Um, I'm going to be blitz for this Titans game and then turn right into Seattle, Arizona. I think that, that I, yeah, I'm so excited for that game. I, this is really going to show what both teams are made of and scrappiness. Dude, what do you think good. of that? I, I, I'm high points at 56 <laughs> with the over under at that Arizona game. I'm taking the over on that, dude. That's going to be a slobber knocker. That's going to be a fucking slobber knocker, I'm telling you. Arizona's defense does look improved, though. That Arizona's defense is getting better and better by the day. Um, they started out really bad this year, but uh, Seattle's defense is really bad. Uh, their secondary is one of the worst in the league. You can pass on this team. You know the Cardinals are going to pass. I think they I think they could get exposed by Arizona, and you know my thoughts on Arizona. I think they're a pretty flawed team. I think Arizona yeah. could win this game. This is uh, one of my darling kind of upset picks. Uh, That's uh, going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think Arizona could win this game. Um, I think it'll be high scoring regardless. 
Uh, I could see, you know, Seattle jumping out in front, and uh, I, I, I'd hammer that over. I could, I could see this thing being like, you know, in the 30s. College style. Yeah, it, it really. It could be a high-scoring game. It's not going to be the highest-scoring game, though. Um, I think uh, Green Bay-Houston. Both of those defenses absolutely stink. They're really bad. Both of those quarterbacks are top-five quarterbacks. Deshaun hasn't really played like a top top five quarterback, but I think that's more because of the weapons and the coaching around him. I think I think that game, while I, I don't really care about either team, and I, I think Green Bay probably wins, you know, by, by seven, um, maybe maybe eight points. I can see that one very much being like a 43-37, 45-36 type game. Real quick, do you, do you guys think there's too much bad blood, or do you think it's plausible for Earl Thomas to uh, have a reunion there in Seattle? They they desperately need some help, uh, just as you were just talking about. Could could we see him back in Seattle this year? I don't think so, man. That that was a I mean, he flicked off the entire team as he was carted <laughs> off the field. All, all the twelves. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, we, we've all had bad breakups before. Um, it's never a good idea to get back together, and it normally never ends well. So, uh, um, basing off my own dating history, I'm gonna I'm gonna advise Seattle to not do that. Yep, uh, that was the equivalent of you know getting in an argument at a restaurant, and Earl Thomas throws some wine in your face. And then he goes, he leaves the restaurant, he texts his brother, and he says, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? And he says, I'm banging this chick. And he said, hey, can I come? Um, (laughs) Anyways, uh, little Earl Thomas uh, threesome jokes. They never get old. (laughs) Never. No, no, they don't. You know what my Uh, most surprising game of the week is Um, in terms of just spreads, everything? Chicago at... Rams, what the fuck, dude? All right, so we have a four and one, or is it five and one? Chicago's five and one, five and one, yep, five and one team squaring off against a four and two team. Just blindly, what would you think that spread is? Not six points, points, not four points, six points. Holy shit, this is the weirdest spread of the week. Has to be even right? Chicago does, or even Vegas doesn't believe in Chicago. Yeah, right? um, nobody you know, does. I, Dude, I know a bunch of Chicago fans. I know a lot of Bears fans uh, through my work, through my family. My whole family's from Chicago. Uh, nobody believes in the Bears. It's crazy. They're five and one. Uh, I, I know guys that believe more in the Vikings, the one in five Vikings, than believe in the five and one Bears. It's crazy. You know what? I'm I'm gonna stay consistent and pick the Rams. Want to know why? I picked the Panthers. Bears beat them to cover. I picked the Bucks to cover. Bears beat them. Are you saying to cover six fa- points? I picked the Falcons. Bears won. I picked the Lions. Bears won. You getting, <laughs> you're I, getting a theme here? I, I, agree, I, I agree with you to win, but to cover six points? I don't know. Um, I would I would take the Bears. So that means the Rams are going to fucking roll them. But I, I would have you have to go Bears there. Yeah, man. Six points is a lot of points. Jeez. And you f- might have to go under 45 there, too. The Bears' defense is stout, man. It's a really, really yeah. good defense. It always is going to be on the back. It's kind of, They're kind of like the Bucks. I hate to say it. Uh, the Bucks have way more weapons on offense than the Bears do. But, uh, you know, kind of similar defensive styles, really aggressive on the blitz packages. Um, I, I, This game is really interesting to me. Yeah, if you're talking about who's going to win, I think the Rams do win 100%. But if you're talking about who's going to cover the spread, six points is a lot of fucking points. It's a, it's a lot of points. To be giving a t- This is the Rams team. This is a team 
They are 4-2. and two. Guess who all four of their wins have come against? The NFC East, who, by the way, <laughs> have as many wins as the Chicago Bears. The entire NFC East combined has as many wins as the Chicago Bears. Uh, so, in my opinion, it's fucking insane. Um, and every single one of the Rams' wins have come against the NFC East. Uh, I, th- I don't think it's talked about enough, but yeah, I think this is a trap game. Six points? Jesus, that's too many points. Yeah, actually, I, I wouldn't have even thought about something like that, but you are right. Snuck by the Cowboys, beat up on Philly, lost to Buffalo, snuck by the Giants, and yep. handled Washington and lost to the Niners. Yeah, man, they almost lost to the Giants. Like, Danny Dimes had one of his best games of the year that week. <laughs> yeah. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> and, only, and only had put up nine points. <laughs> <clears throat> well, let's talk about a team that, or a game that might not even happen this week. Tampa at Vegas. Uh, there's been some COVID positive tests in the Vegas side. Uh, the game could easily be moved to Monday from what I've heard. Uh, what do you guys think about this game? Uh, Vegas is is a four-point dog at home. Very interesting. Oh, I, I really want, I'm so excited for this. Um, you just... Tampa is really one of those teams that are progressively getting better, which, you know, makes sense. Um, we knew that they've had a talented defense and underappreciated defense the last few years. Um, it, you can't say enough about what Todd Bowles has done over there. And they truthfully have one of the best, like, balanced, complete linebacking cores in the league. Um, man, um, Trent Brown's got his positive test. Everyone's quarantined. This, I love it. You know, I love the Raiders, man. Uh this this is gonna be a ugly. This gonna be one of those 2017 games, 24-21. Um, some turnovers. Yeah, on both yeah. Ends. I I I kind of like Vegas as a home dog. Um, that's another one of my uh, one of my parlays that I like. Derek Carr is playing like a like a top five, top seven quarterback right now. Josh Jacobs is finding the end zone. He hasn't been the most efficient. Um, and and Vegas has played. You know they beat the Saints at home. Um, you know they. When, when they've looked good, um, they've looked good at home. So I, I, I still don't believe in in Tampa Bay's consistency, uh, and I that's that's another upset special for me here is is the is the Raiders. Uh, what do you think, Drew? All right, so I'm just gonna throw this out. When I was looking at these all these spreads this week, um, a little crazy thought came to my mind, and the more and more I think about it, the more and more I love this. Here's a crazy bet to throw out there. Look at every single one of these spreads this week, right? Look at all the dogs. Look at all the favorites. Could you not see every single one of these dogs winning these games uh, in a weird, like, uh, just a weird way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Throw five bucks on Houston upsetting the the Packers, on Pittsburgh upsetting Tennessee, uh, Cincinnati upsetting Cleveland, Detroit upsetting Atlanta, Dallas upsetting Washington. Funny enough, <laughs> Arizona upsetting the Cardinals, or, or sorry, the 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 Seahawks. Uh, San Francisco upsetting New England. Uh, give me the Raiders to upset the Bucks, and give me Chicago to upset the fucking Rams. I I've never seen a, a weirder long shot parlay i'll bet it pays out a thousand i mean i, I don't even know just off the top of my head yeah, yeah. hold on I'll, I'll calculate that real quick it probably uh, pays I, wanted out go, I wanted to go sum. real quick back to my to my parlay this is only three games yeah you got Bengals at home arizona at home raiders at home 
that pays out plus sixteen hundred. Wow. For 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 those that don't know, ten dollars will win you one seventy. That's basically seventeen to one. Um, three teamers usually roughly six to one at neutral odds. Yeah. So yeah, all, all three of them are home dogs. That seventeen to one is insane. That's the parlay I have locked in right now, and I don't think it's that far fetched. Drew, I'll go ahead and calculate yours real quick just to see what the fuck it pays. Yeah, out. it's. I mean, it's it's a long shot bet, but dude, I'm I'm I told you guys I, I don't bet. I don't like to nickel and dime. Um, I'm not a scratch off better. I like to fucking just throw out some small cash and hope that I win ridiculous amounts of money. I like playing long shot parlays. I think it's a ridiculous long shot parlay that'll never happen. But if you throw five bucks down on that, whatever the payout is, it's fucking worth it. Yeah, the only one you, you had an eight game parlay, right? Yep. Uh, so, one, two, three, four. It's actually nine, nine game. Nine game. All right, well, I missed your ninth one. I'm, I'm not going to go back and calculate it, but it's uh, a $10 bet will win you $9,400. Yeah, man. Or a $10 bet will pay you 90. And again, so I, I'm missing the game. I'm sure if you throw one more, it'll it's, probably it's jump probably, another grand. No, um, it'll, jump, it'll jump more than that. It'll it'll actually be exponential. It'll almost double. It's probably Tampa because Tampa is pulled off of yeah. Nevada right now. My, my, um, my off the cusp prediction was 10 grand you're right tampa is not showing up on on DraftKings. you're right yeah. marcus that's why yeah. that's the ninth game that i missed because they, <laughs> they removed them because of the COVID concerns but uh but yeah so i have all other eight games will win you ninety four hundred dollars hell yeah man that's a good vacation boom. that's a good vacation boom i think i'm gonna make that bet this week It'd be historic. I'm, actually le- I'm, I'm actually legit taking it down but i'm gonna hold off for the bucks <laughs> uh, for the buck for the bucks game on there, yeah, man. Because yeah. I, I like, I like we all if all we if we all win eighteen thousand. Oh no, boy, I'm just gonna say it. I think Vegas might be my favorite dogs of the week. Um, this is a team that just beat the Chiefs in their last game in Arrowhead. Fuck if they then had beat, a buy. I know that's what I'm saying. The last time they played, yeah. they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. This, this is a team that's fired the fuck up. Um, oh, yeah. they're my favorite dogs of the week. Uh, next favorite, close favorite is definitely fucking. Dude, the Cowboys are dogs against Washington. I think that's crazy. It's hilarious. I think Dallas has to smoke them. Yeah, I think they're going to smoke them. I really do. But uh, all right, guys. Uh, any anything else? Closing remarks? Yeah, uh, just real quick. Don't want to. Don't really need to touch on the game because nobody cares. But uh, Marcus is a Penn State fan. I'm an IU fan. So we will be talking shit, getting hammered Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, not together. Uh, but. Uh, That'll have to wait a few weeks till we meet in Jacksonville. But, uh, hey, fuck Penn State. Go IU. Hell, yeah. You're not even a football school. And you guys just bought some tickets to a game, as I understand. Yeah, November 22nd. It's the Sunday leading into uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to meet in Jacksonville, get a little weird, watch the Steelers thump on the Jags, and uh, hopefully I can repeat some of my uh, sexcapades from last time. All right, well, Mar- <laughs> Marcus, Marcus, if you're low on um, uh, sports memory stickers, we need to load you the fuck up. Uh, you guys need to just drunkenly paint Jacksonville with uh, sports memory stickers. Uh, and, yeah, dude, that sounds like a good we- time. Yeah, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely uh, get stocked up for it. Oh, yeah. Real, real quick, one last question. Yeah. I have no dog in the fight, but I, I know you have uh, both these two teams are near and dear to your heart. Uh, uh, 
Drew. So who you got? You got uh, you got Rays or Dodgers? I mean, I got to take the Dodgers if you know if if I'm betting 100. I'm taking the Dodgers. Um, I think I'm voting for the Rays. I'm wearing a Dodgers jersey. Honestly, dude, it's it's win win for me. It really is. I I uh, exactly. I could not. I can't lose here. I really can't. But as the small market teams, I'm rooting for Tampa, but I I think I think the Dodgers win in five or six. Honestly, one thing you will not see for the rest of the series is a performance like Kershaw and Betts. I mean, those were historic. That double steal by Betts last night, my God, ridiculous! Yeah, free tacos. Game just started. Let's go watch it, guys. All right, yes, sir. All right, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, have a great night. Sports Memory Podcast. Hey.